Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the first one starts like this. When I was six years old, my parents divorced, and in the court battles that followed, I bounced around between the houses until my mother won custody of me. Not that she necessarily wanted it, though. In the years that followed, she relied more and more on her father, my grandfather, to care for me, often dropping me off on their farm while she went on vacations or city breaks. I escaped and gained independence as soon as I could. My mother now avoided contact with me while my father was in the wind whereabouts unknown. My grandpa was the last foundation holding my life together until he passed away a few months after. My mother was split between moments of distress and disinterest as life went on around her, though I helped with the funeral where I could. Then I found that my grandfather had actually left the farm to me. My mother was furious that she had been bypassed, but I refused to hand it over. She cut contact with me after that and I had to drop out of college without the financial support. I put my heart and soul into the farm, even if I only knew the little bits taught to me through my childhood as I was determined to keep it alive. While I was still getting the gist of farm life, the house next to me changed hands and I got a new neighbor, one that was apparently as young as I was, and I was pleased to hear that I was no longer the youngest person in the area by 50 years. That excitement was quickly replaced by regret when, to my surprise, my new neighbor was a rich city kid only buying the land so he could bulldoze it for his business plan. I found him walking around my property, seemingly quite confused on where his land stopped and mine began. He introduced himself as Chad, because of course he is one, and Chad explained that he had a startup for sprucing up used cars before selling them, and this is where he was gonna keep the cars, in a new warehouse. And well, his property was vast and flat, so I saw no problems with his idea, though he did complain quite noticeably that the only road onto his property was a narrow dirt path that was difficult to see and a pain to navigate through without getting caked in mud. I laughed jokingly but cut short by a serious look in his eye. Not wishing to make a bad first impression on what could be a long history of interactions, I left him to it. That night, I took the plunge on something I had long put off. While I had managed to keep the farm running since my inheritance, it hasn't been without much trial and error, resulting in a lot of accumulated debt. Something needed to change before bankruptcy caught up with me, so I decided to enroll at my old college for degrees in agriculture and finance. While it was far from the closest college to my farm, it was the only one that would accept me at the time, so I did not have the luxury of being picky about things. Although the distance to the college still worried me as it would leave the farm empty and alone for long periods of time. 
My options were either to make the three-hour drive each morning and night or to live near the campus for most of the week and return for occasional visits on free weekends. This led me to turn to Clara, a close friend who, while initially hesitant, did agree to watch it in my absence after I promised her that she would not have to do any heavy manual labor. I did not mention Chad next door, assuming there would be little interaction while he made his business renovations. For the first week of the course I was quite distracted, thoughts drifting often to Clara and the farm instead of my studies. I did not want to be overbearing, but for peace of mind I rang her every evening to ask about her day. With relief, Clara seemed to be settling well, despite being her remote vigil. She caught me off guard by bringing up the topic of my neighbor as well, who had already finished his construction after many hours and many hands at work. Not that I expected him to be one of them, the next few weeks at college passed much easier, with little else to occupy my thoughts. It was not until Clara mentioned Chad again that I started to get a little worried. Apparently, Chad had been paving new roads from his warehouse to make a new entrance slash exit to his property. The only problem was that the direction he was expanding was creeping closer and closer to my farm. I thought of returning home to ask, but Clara assured me she would take care of it and keep me updated. Later that evening, whilst on call to me, I heard a knock at her door. Clara hung up to answer it and then rang me back after. Chad had come up looking for me, but instead introduced himself to Clara and asked her to dinner in my absence. I found the invite odd, but she was excited and apparently flattered by the idea, so I didn't want to be the bad guy. I did not hear from Clara the next day. Due to her new dinner plans, while dying of curiosity, I was adamant to not get involved. I would hear about it from her soon enough anyway. I called the next day to no answer, receiving a text message some minutes later, excusing herself because she was tired. I didn't think too much of it and didn't want to push her for an update. The next day, when I finally got through to Clara on the third ring, she sounded awful. Like she had been body swapped with a dedicated chain smoker. She explained that she had been feeling poorly for a few days and had been taking it easy, which was perfectly understandable. Giving a full update on her dinner with Chad, she recalled that he initially appeared quite charming and sweet, if not a bit flirtatious. After the meal and a bottle of wine, Chad then began to talk about a new building proposal which he seemed to be seeking approval for. Clara was reluctant because it wasn't her farm, but Chad would not take no for an answer. Chad wanted to extend his road through the farm itself, which, thankfully, Clara knew was absolutely ridiculous. When she refused, it started an argument that saw her end the night early. And then the next morning, the sickness started. Now that Clara was showing all the familiar symptoms of food poisoning, it made her dinner with Chad and their disagreement all the more suspicious. Clara, at least, was beginning to show signs of recovery, but that was the least of my problems after hearing about the plant building works. I made the decision to return home that weekend and was surprised to find it was the first real visit I had in three weeks, although it was only Wednesday, I was resolved to get home as soon as I could. I continued to call. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Clara each evening, in which she remained bedridden, but was able to hear builders outside the house. I told her not to worry and assured her that nothing was her fault in this. I left for the farm on Friday afternoon, as soon as my class ended. 
It meant I had terrible traffic on the highway, but I had to be home no matter the drive. It was dark when I got home and Clara had already left, saying that she had to get back to her apartment after being away for so long. I had hoped she would stay at least until morning so I could have thanked her properly, bought her dinner or given her some gas money, but I felt after the ordeal she was ready to leave as soon as possible. Even in the dim light I could see the fields around the farm were thick with weeds as I expected honestly. While Clara did a little gardening and housework I did not expect her to break her back over the crops like harvest. I fell into bed sometime past midnight and woke up with the sun not six hours later. It was then that I was finally able to see Chad's devastation. Just as I had feared from his initial complaints and Clara's reports, Chad now had a thick tarmac path running from his warehouse to the main road straight through my damn farm fields. Without any care or consideration for his actions, Chad had flattened and destroyed parts of my farm in a diagonal line cutting my crop field in two. The evidence of his crimes was still apparent by the steamroller parked by his property. I was too furious for words. What I wanted to do was catch him off guard and see how he liked being flattened by that steam slash road roller, but a calmer idea prevailed when I thought of sweet revenge. I had Clara's testimony, Chad's admittance to the plan and the tools of destruction left at the scene. Not to mention a security camera I had cleverly rigged up in Chad's direction before I left for college. I phoned my family attorney that morning and through some hard convincing managed to get them to visit for an appointment later that day. Luckily for me, Chad was absent that day while I showed the attorney around and explained the problem. When Chad did finally arrive, he was too late to do anything other than accept the lawsuit papers. We had expected a long fight against the top dollar attorneys Chad parents provided, but even their silver tongues could do little against the testimony and evidence we had gathered. It did not help their case much either when Chad got a little nervous on the witness stand after some light interrogation he was caught in a lie after saying he got my permission only to backtrack almost immediately by calling the farm abandoned so he did not need permission supposedly. The more he spoke the deeper of a hole he dug for himself, invalidating his entire side of the story. During a break in the proceedings Chad's parents begged us to reach a compromise, offering any amount of money to buy my silence. While it was tempting to wipe my debts clean, I could not let this slide and I sure as hell didn't want him as a neighbor. Chad was sentenced to a fine of $150,000 for the land he destroyed and was court ordered to undo the damages. If he had kept his mouth shut earlier that would have been the worst of it, instead for the self-imposed crime of perjury, five years in jail was added as well. Chad exploded into a fit of tears and rage as he was carried out of the courtroom amidst whoops and cheers. I guess all the money in the world cannot save you from the truth, sometimes or from yourself. And if you enjoyed this story please don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like the video because that would help me tremendously. Thank you so much. The next one is titled Kitten Revenge Story. Bit of a background here, I'm currently fostering some tiny kittens that require bottle feeding every 4-6 to six hours. Not my first foster litter and definitely not my last. So far they've been very nice, cute kittens that purr. Our work has a lax policy about bringing pets so I've been bringing these guys with me since, you know, they need frequent feeding. Sometimes when a client comes in I will hand them a kitten while they wait, especially if they have a family with children with them. The kids are thrilled, the parents take photos of the kids ooing and eyeing over the fuzzy animals and the kittens enjoy the attention. 
Win-win for everyone. The only thing is, I know not every kid knows how to hold kittens, so I'm often explaining how to do it safely and offering support. Most times, the children are just giggly with happiness and totally receptive to anything I have to say and things go well. Anyway, one evening we get this family that comes in. A mom and her three girls, the youngest is a toddler and passed out. The other two are like 7 and 10. The 10-year-old is at that stage of life where she thinks she knows everything, just real flippant answers to mom and myself. I already knew that, mom. Complete with the eye-rolling and scoffing. It's delightful. It's taking a while to get their stuff together, so to keep me from strangling the 10-year-old, I decided to offer a kitten. The girls seemed thrilled and I snagged the kitten, I got to the 10-year-old first, much to the 7-year-old's dismay, and started to hand over the kitten to the older girl, going into my spiel. Okay, you want to make sure you're supporting the whole body. The 10-year-old rolls her eyes at me. Yeah, I've held hundreds of kittens before, it's not new to me. I pause briefly and think, really? <coughs> Female dog? I'm about to hand you this adorable kitten when you literally had nothing to do before this and you want to try this with me? An evil idea penetrates my skull and I act fast. I snatch that kitten back before she can so much as brush its fur with her fingertip and plaster the most sickly sweet smile on my face. Oh, you have? Well, this would probably be very boring for you then. Let's just go ahead and give him to your sister. And I proceed to hand the kitten over to the seven-year-old who is just vibrating with excitement. I'm making sure to keep a hand on the kitten's body so I can guide the kid through holding the kitten as I continue with I don't think I've ever held 50 kittens, much less hundreds. This kitten is so soft, but I'm sure you've seen softer. That's a lie about how many kittens I've touched. I mean, that kitten was incredibly soft though. It's got blue eyes, the seven-year-old yells to mom. Ten-year-old looks devastated but cannot do anything except sulk because after all, she has held hundreds of kittens. Needless to say, she left our office without so much. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just touching a pinky to that very purring kitten. And the next one is titled Destroying a Dream. I was married to my husband for 13 years, we got married at 19 and my husband passed away a few months ago. We did not have children together, but I have a high-paying job as an attorney and I'm currently moving to another state to start my own firm. My husband passed away four months ago, it was not a pretty end to our marriage as I had just found out that he was cheating on me with one of the waitresses working for his restaurant. They'd been having an affair which went on for about three years. He told me he did not love me anymore and left to be with her. He passed away due to a sudden cardiac arrest after two weeks of leaving our marital home. We were not legally separated, it was not official, as his wife I inherited everything including the restaurant as he started the restaurant after we got married. My parents helped him financially and I supported him after I got my first job. After finding out about his infidelity, I had no interest in keeping the restaurant. Honestly, it was doing really well, but I needed a fresh start. My husband was emotionally attached to his restaurant and wanted his kids to take over after he died. He wanted it to be a family enterprise. I did not want any part of that. I made the decision to move to another state for better prospects and decided to sell the restaurant. Two days before I made my final move to sell it, his mistress showed up to my home begging me to not sell the restaurant because she was pregnant. 
She wanted her unborn child to take over the restaurant and she said that the child was morally entitled to the restaurant as his unborn child. I simply asked her to leave and went ahead with my decision. Am I the a-hole here? And yeah, ripe stars, let me know what you think about this. Do you think that OP is the a-hole or not? And now comment number one. He's been cheating for three years. He had more than enough time to leave and change his will if he wanted to. He didn't do any of that and it's all gone to you. She is not owed any of it. You're entitled to do whatever you want with it. If that's selling the thing that reminds you of the infidelity, that's fine. Not the a-hole. Common number two, not the a-hole. This woman and her child are not entitled to anything, especially with no proof that she is actually pregnant or that the child belongs to your late husband. Just go sell the restaurant and move on with your life. And the next one is a malicious compliance story. It's titled Maliciously Complied. My wife and I are both working and meanwhile our two kids are in daycare if they are not sick. Our agreement was that if a child is sick, one stays home the first day, the other one the next day and so on, until the child is fit again or one of us catches it too. On the one hand, that way care work is split evenly amongst us and on the other hand, nobody misses suddenly work for an extended time. We are entitled to 30 days of child sick pay per child and per parent. It does not cover everything but in my opinion about 85-90%. to 90%. Because we are alternating each day we get one doctor's notice per day and split them accordingly among us. Instead of one notice for a week we would have five which we submit to our employers and health insurance to deal with each other and get paid. HR, coincidentally the wife of my manager, told me that it's too much hassle to deal with a few papers instead of a single one and that one of us should stay home. Thus implying my wife as it's sadly still pretty normal for the mother to deal with care work. We did comply but I will take my paid child sick days until I run out and then my wife will start to cover it. Since then our children were sick twice and I stayed home the whole time, three days and a week. My manager asked why I was not coming in as I used to and that some orders nearly missed their deadlines. I said HR, his wife, wanted it that way and I still have around 50 days of child sick pay left. I really enjoyed the look on his face. Before anyone assumes anything, my employer is great and I have a good relationship with my manager and the owner.